0: Welcome to Sell Like You, the ultimate sales podcast that will teach you how to make sales your superpower, transform your mindset, and in doing so, explode your sales beyond your wildest dreams. I'm Harriet Meller, and over the last 17 years, I've helped hundreds of top companies around the world, including my own, make more money and qualify more leads using simple strategies that work. In this podcast, you'll learn how I generated over 10 million in annual sales, along with the sales techniques, processes, and tools that will work for you to generate more dream-aligned clients and scale your business beyond what you thought was possible. If you're sick of the boring, outdated, and pushy sales tactics of the past, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sell Like You with me, Harriet Meller. And today, the question is... Do you think cold calling is still relevant? Now, this is a question that will truly divide business owners and salespeople alike. And I'm going to throw it out there that I don't believe that cold calling is irrelevant. I certainly think cold calling has its place. And I think what's changed over the last, gosh, 10, 20 years is that everybody has the ability to get your phone number. Now I'm using a plugin at the moment and it gives me everybody's details of everybody that I look at and it's wonderful for me but it just shows that you can get anybody's information anywhere. So with that being said, should we be utilising the information that's being given to us on these incredible platforms or should we be staying away and just sending a little email or maybe a DM or just hoping that one day they will find you and... The answer to that is absolutely, yes, we should be using it, but in the relevant and in the right place. And what I mean by that is internet service providers at the moment, I'm working with a number of them across Australia. And the question is always, should we be outbounding? Should we be having, you know, running these cold calls? And there's two things I'm just going to premise here. And one is that if you're business to business cold calling is much more acceptable. Not everybody likes it, but it's much more acceptable when done correctly and effectively. When you are B2C, especially in the um, internet service providing space, it's a lot harder. There's a lot more compliance. There's a lot more hoops to jump through. So if you're in IT, if you're an IT service provider, internet service provider, then just be aware there are a few more hoops to jump through when you are business to consumer. And that just comes across compliance. And it depends on the industry that you're in, and they'll have different compliances for that. But for the purpose of this episode, we're going to talk about business to business because that's where I really feel that cold calling, outbounding is a sweet spot and when done correctly and effectively, you will accelerate your revenue, your pipeline, your awareness of your business. Now, there is a way to turn a cold call into a warm call, which I like to call it. And for doing that in the warm call is Sending an email is connecting with them on LinkedIn is being present in wherever it is that they consume information and education and connect. If you have done something along those lines, we can now convert that into a warm call because the chances are they know your name, they know your company name, or we've at least put something in front of them that they should have or could have read or consumed. So as an example, one of the biggest campaigns that I did for about five years was delivered by email. And what I did with that was that I would send out an email, an introduction, I would send out a follow-up email to check in to say, I know you're busy, but... I've got something really cool to talk to you about. And I would then, my third touch point would then be a phone call. Now, this strategy I use a lot with my clients because it's extremely effective. I'm giving away all my secrets. It's extremely effective. And the reason is that the email that's being sent needs to be relevant. It needs to be focused on outcome and not about you. So it's not about how great you are. It's not about your business and what products or what services that you are offering. It's about the success that you've been able to achieve for somebody similar to them, whether it's industry, client type, customer type, size of business similar product, whatever that may be. We want to focus on that outcome. And then the follow-up email is because generally we're not going to sell from one email. I mean, hopefully we do, but generally if I look at the numbers, you get about a 20 to 30% response rate on that initial email maximum. The follow-up email is to say, hey, I'm in your inbox. You may not have seen me and that's okay. I know you're busy. But what it now allows you to do is to focus on the call to action that you had in that first email. So the email is the success story. It's about someone else you've supported or helped a little bit about you, but make it relevant to them. Clear call to action. The follow up is just focused on the call to action. Did you get my email? Are you free for that coffee? Could we have that meeting? Are you available to discuss further? Would you be happy to share with me what it is that you're currently doing in this area of your business, for example? then when it comes to the phone call, you've now had two touch points, two touch points where they may have not read it, may have hit the spam. Absolutely. But you can go into that phone call with absolute confidence that you have attempted to contact them before. And the chances are that they've seen your name pop up at least once, if not twice. And so again, the phone call is focused around the call to action we shouldn't be on those phone calls trying to get people to buy into your product or service over that phone call. Now, again, I'm going to premise this, that I am talking about service-based businesses with B2B that have a slightly longer lead time than a conversion over the phone. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people may be absolutely in need of what it is that you've got to offer and they may be ready and they're good to go. Awesome. But I want to share this so that you're going to get benefit from this, not just listen to some stories and go, that sounds great, Harriet, send one email and you get a sale. But that is not what I'm saying. So that's why I just want to premise that B2B, service based, not something we're selling over the phone. And I'm talking about what I specialize in. So with that being said, that phone call is a call to action. It's an opportunity to connect, it's an opportunity to add value, get to know them really quickly. But remember, the reason why, the reason why cold calls are generally not appreciated is that we are interrupting people's day. And if we do that, and when then we're trying to pitch and we're trying to tell them about all the wonderful things that we do it's not going to be appreciated because they're in the middle of something. They're about to go to a meeting, which is generally a lie, but that's fine. <laughs> we, they, you know, they are, they are busy, they're in their day, they're writing emails, they're doing reports, they're, they're supporting their teams. You don't know what else is going on. And so always be really mindful of that, that when we are calling people out of the blue, that we are interrupting their day. So we need to make it worth their while. We want to get to the point. We want to get to the call to action. And then we schedule that time to have a conversation or share something meaningful. Now, when we are doing an outbound activity like this, we want to complement it with value, education and further connection. Now, if you're not on LinkedIn already, I highly recommend that you jump onto LinkedIn. It's a fantastic platform and a great way to solidify your connections and grow your network. There are going to be way more episodes about LinkedIn and some specialists on the podcast too, so definitely check out that. Um, But with LinkedIn, whenever we're doing an outbound opportunity, an outbound reach, we want to be connecting with them after that conversation so that we can solidify that connection. They get to see our faces. And again, if we look at what works well when it comes to content, it's people's faces and specifically their eyes. If people can connect with a face and an, and an eye profile, then they will build trust quicker than photos with people with sunglasses on, with the side of their face, the back of the face, an image of a book or a landscape, for example. So bear that in mind to do with content. But when we're doing that with our LinkedIn strategy, we can then the fourth step would then be to connect on LinkedIn and then share value through LinkedIn, whether it's sharing a podcast, whether it's sharing an article, whether it's sharing something that you believe that they would benefit from. Whatever that may be, that needs to be your process. And then when we turn the question back to, is cold calling or maybe we should reframe that as outreach relevant? It absolutely is relevant when done in the correct way and effectively. So if you're looking for results in your business and you have a sales team or you are doing the sales and you are not including outreach, outbounding into your growth strategy, then there's a massive opportunity. And I totally get it. Not everybody wants to cold call. I've had people shaking before they pick up the call or pick up the phone to make that call because I get it. It's daunting. It's scary. You're afraid that someone's going to tell you to F off. And yeah, that may happen, but again, when we're coming about it from a place of not pitching, not pushing, but delivering value, going in with that genuine belief that you can transform their business, get them to do something different, change their life, impact their life, impact their business, then that outreach might just be what you need to do for them. And again, there's other ways of lead generating, absolutely, but there may be that pool of people that you're just not getting through to, pick up the phone. Now, as I mentioned before, I haven't always loved sales. It wasn't something that came to me and I was ready and hit the ground running and off I went natural born salesperson. What I definitely was, was a natural born connector, but I think that that evolved over time and I think that's for certainly for another episode. Um, but when it comes to selling, the the focus for me working in in IT sales was certainly not something that I jumped into feet first. I was very reluctant. I worked for a hosting provider in the UK and the reason why I'm sharing this is because the connection between belief and knowing what it was that I could do for other people enabled me to break free from the stigma around sales or misconceptions around sales. Oh, and and I'll, I'll take you back to where that started. And this came for me working in hosting, was working with, um, with a number of large businesses. They were focused, their clients were based in the UK they had, it was back when hosting was relevant to where your server was and where your clients were. So just to set the scene. So what would happen is that you would have a business that was predominantly located in the UK, their clients were in the UK, but their data and their um, and their server was located in the US, for example. Now, back then, what would happen was that the, the latency or the time it took from going from the UK, getting that information from the US and then bringing it back to the UK gave a really poor experience for the client. And so what we were doing was that we had hosting opportunities and hosting options in the UK for our UK clients. So it was more expensive, absolutely was, because back then hosting was big in the US and and was still, you know, was big in in the UK, but a lot more expensive because of the on-premise costs and we didn't have that level of infrastructure that the US had. And so what I was able to do was join the dots between changing and having an impact on their business by supporting their clients to have a better user experience. And when I worked out all of these businesses that we'd been able to support and this client base was growing and growing and growing because I wasn't selling, we had about 12 or 13 salespeople at the time, um, but I was witnessing this and I was reviewing what was working and I was supporting marketing and all these other departments and I was becoming very aware of what it was that we were actually doing. And once I was able to connect the dots between having an impact on their business supporting their clients in a way that was going to impact their clients to have a better experience, which in turn impacted the business, that for me was a no-brainer because I had absolute belief in what it was that I was selling. And so what I was able to do at that point was then break through the stigma around sales and get out there and go and support other people because I didn't want anyone in my way. I wasn't being held held back by anything. I was ready to go. And it was almost like that light bulb moment. It was like an overnight change. Um, And all that was, was my mindset. My mindset behind initially was I don't want to ring people. I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to interrupt their day. I don't want to tell them something about something they probably don't even care about. But when I was able to connect the dots with that story and success, it was like, get out of my way. Give me that phone. I can do this. Like there are people that need me to call them. And I want you to Find that in your business. I want you to find that in whatever it is that you're selling, whether you're selling or whether you're owning a business or whether you're selling and you own the business. It's connecting those dots and sharing stories that have impact to other people. And that's what we should be focusing on in our outreach. And so if you're not yet focusing on outreach or outbound that's direct and you don't want to pick up the phone, think about a couple of touch points you can do and then think about how the phone, the outbound, can complement what it is that you are actually doing and so coming back to seeing what teams do today what's working what isn't and so I talked a little bit and shared a bit about the strategies that I teach and the strategies that I enable other businesses to to follow through with and to empower their teams to deliver the What I often see is that clients that are already attempting to cold call, they may have a team that are already cold calling, which is awesome to hear, so they're not afraid. They're going at it. But what's happening is they're going at it in the wrong way. They're going at it with an approach of trying to sell, of getting them to say yes to something that they're maybe not quite ready to say yes to. And so again, if we come back to this this three or four touch approach, we're changing the way that we're showing up for our clients, but we're also spending our time on something that's actually going to work. And what I mean by that is that if I see a team saying that they're happy to cold call, they're happy to outbound, but they're spending an hour or two doing that and they're getting one opportunity or they're getting one great conversation then something's not quite working and what we'd rather do is spend two hours on another form of lead generation or follow-ups or calls than we would do in that outbound scenario and so bear that in mind if you are cold calling and it's not working and you're just doing it to tick the box a lot of businesses have power hours and that's great but again if we're doing the power hour of an hour time spent on the phones calling why are we doing it? I spoke to a real estate agent the other day and she said that as part of their quota, they're required to cold call. And I said, well, what, who are you cold calling? What What's the aim of the call? And she said, it's to clarify the data that they've got on that person. And I was like, well, that's not, what's in it for them? What's in it for the client's? So we had a chat and we I gave her a couple of pointers around what she should be focusing on. Because again, mindset, it's always the last thing she does. She does it at the end of the day. So the people that she's calling don't really want to want to hear from her. They, there's nothing in it for them. And they're probably just finishing their day. They're tired. They're They're sat in traffic or they're at home trying to make dinner and have some family time. The last thing they want is you calling. So number one, we switched it to the morning. Number two, we looked at how she could deliver value for her client's in that conversation. And although she has to make sure that the information's right and know that where they're living, are they still looking for a property, whatever that may be, we can look then at adding value to that. Do they want to see the latest report? Do they Are they interested in having a free valuation? Whatever that needs to be for that client, it's sharing and educating and building a connection regardless of whether there's something there or not right now. So again, regardless of what you're cold calling about, however you need to do it, whenever you need to do it, make sure you're making an impact, make sure you're making a lasting impression because again, often in cold calls, we're seeing leads and therefore clients and reputation opportunities burnt. So always come back to what's in it for them. How are you adding value? Deliver by sharing success stories. Make sure that your belief is solid and that's not just, just saying, okay, Harriet said I should believe in it and therefore I believe in it. What I really want you to think about is why am I making this phone call? How do I believe I can impact their life or their business? And what story do I think I should be sharing? When you think about that before you make that phone call, there's a lot more techniques that come into it that will make you a really successful outbounder or cold caller. But for now, just start with those. Think about that and think about how you can add in extra value post call. How can you connect with them on LinkedIn? And this goes into just a whole other heap of of thoughts and considerations where in terms of what are you posting on LinkedIn? So once you've connected, what are they now looking at? if you're sharing meaningful content, if you're commenting on other people's posts, they're going to potentially see that and how is that going to add value to their day, to their business, to their life. So again, the question is, is cold calling still relevant? And I'd say absolutely. I would love to give you some suggestions or I'd love for you to try some of the suggestions that I've given you today. When it comes to turning that cold call into a warm call, And when we're looking at B2B service-based with a slightly longer lead time than wanting to get somebody on a decision over the phone, then we want to make sure we add value, storytell, think about what's in it for them. Go in with absolute belief that we can make a difference. If you're a salesperson and you don't believe you can make a difference, maybe look at the company that you're working for. Maybe you need another challenge. Maybe you need to go work somewhere else. Because when you can truly believe in what it is that you do and the difference that you can make, you will show up in an incredibly different way than you are doing right now if you don't believe in what it is that you are selling or what it is that you are doing. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode about cold calling and outreach. I told you it wasn't going to be sleazy. Let me know if this helped. I'd love for you to share any of your success stories, any of your wins, any of your biggest takeaways from this episode and others. You can find me, Harriet Sales Coach, on Instagram. Search Harriet Meller on LinkedIn. I'd love for you to follow and leave a review if you love this episode and anything else that you're enjoying listening to. Thank you so much for being here and I'll be back soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you hit follow or subscribe because I guarantee you won't want to miss next week's episode.